Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are continuing our conversation about Trump's indictment in the classified documents case. Before the break, we heard reactions from Democratic Congressman Mike Quigley, who represents Illinois' 5th District, which includes Chicago's north side and western suburbs in Cook County. Let's turn now to what this news means for Trump's presidential run and what it reveals about our political system. Our guest is Alvin Tillery, who's a professor of political science and the director of the Center for the Study of Diversity and Democracy at Northwestern University. Welcome back, Professor Tillery. Thanks for having me. What do you make of the federal charges that Trump is facing? Well, they're serious. Um, You know, we've had presidents uh, engage in misbehavior before. Uh, Of course, we're all familiar with the Watergate scandal that uh, led to the resignation of President Nixon. But we've never had a president charged uh, with espionage crimes. Uh, We've never had a president that we frankly worried about uh, with national security documents. So this is a significant moment in our history as a nation and in the history of the presidency. I mean, he's denied any wrongdoing, Professor. Well, uh, Mr. Trump tends to live by his own script. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, the law uh, has a different uh, standard. Uh, and, you know, he's, you know, sort of going to have his day in court. Uh, and we'll just have to see uh, what the prosecutors are able to uh, to demonstrate in federal court. So we've been hearing the words uh, stunning and historic. Can, can you help us take a step back here? Try to help us understand just how unprecedented the nature of these charges are. Well, again, I mean, we've we've had uh, 46 presidents. <laughs> we've had one resign uh, for political crimes, uh, uh, but we've never had a president, uh, you know, accused uh, of a national security crime. Uh, the mishandling of intelligence documents, uh, some of whom, uh, some of these documents were were were, were largely earned. Uh, uh, by you know, covert activities on the part of our, our intelligence services. Uh, lives could have been lost, frankly, to get uh, the information that is in these documents. Uh, and for Mr. Trump to brazenly keep so many uh, as if they were his personal property mm-hmm. and then repeat time and time again uh, in the media uh, openly that he did so and that he had the right to do so, despite what the Presidential Records Act says, and despite what the Espionage Act of 1917 says, uh, it is really, really stunning that anyone would behave this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, Mr. Trump is a twice impeached former president. So we've seen stunning behavior from him uh, before. This is the second time uh, Trump has been indicted in just a few months. Now, in March, he was criminally charged on allegations of falsifying business documents related to hush money payments that he made in the, the 2016 presidential campaign. He's pleaded not guilty. Do you see any differences in, in the strength of the evidence or, or the seriousness of the, the legal issues of the two indictments? The second indictment is much more serious. Uh, and again, we, we, we really uh, don't have the full details yet. Mr. Yeah. Trump has yet to be arraigned. Uh, but in, in terms of context, the second uh, indictment, the second one is a much more serious crime. Uh, the first is a campaign finance violation. Ethically, it's very problematic. Uh, but again, of the 46 presidents that we've had, mm-hmm. many have been uh, problematic figures. Some have frankly been despicable. We've never had a president that we had to actively worry about whether or not they were guarding the secrets of the nation and being stewards of our national security 
in whatever sort of trajectory that they believe that should go prior to Mr. Trump. Uh, and that's why this is so significant. And I want to r- remind us that he's also under investigation for his efforts to to overturn that 2020 election result. Uh, talk more, Professor Tillery, about how that fits into this picture. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, with the DA Fonnie Willis, uh, her, her case uh, in uh, Georgia uh, seems like a very strong one because, again, in that case, Mr. Trump is is, is caught on tape, um, essentially uh, urging the, the Republican elected secretary of state in Georgia to find him the 11,000 plus votes that he would need to overturn Mr. Biden's victory. Um, you know, we we sort of have to draw a bright line connection between a willingness to damage the republic, uh, to metastasize uh, the, the lie uh, that uh, the election was stolen from him mm-hmm. uh, in a number of states. Uh, we have to draw a bright line connection between that and his handling of these national security documents. It, it shows that this is a person for whom there is no third rail in American politics and, and, and preserving the institutions of the democracy are less important than personal gain. Uh, and that is very dangerous, very dangerous for the republic. What position do you think these developments put President Biden in? I mean, let's, let's remember Biden's also under special investigation for his handling of um, classified documents when he left office as, as vice president. Yeah, I don't think there's any comparison between those two cases. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think Mr. Biden uh, summoned uh, uh, folks to search his uh, properties in the way that uh, Mr. Pence did. And in both cases, they found some documents and, and they were returned uh, willingly uh, as, as part of the, uh, the process. Uh, uh, and so what Mr. Trump did, boxes and boxes of documents with he, which he with knowingly had and withheld for, you know, more than a year uh, at, at, you know, in, in contravention to the demands of the uh, Presidential Archives, uh, National Archives and Records Administration. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean it, it's just a very different, uh, it's, it's apples and oranges, frankly. Um, where does it put Mr. Biden electorally? Uh, I mean, I, I, I think it's, it certainly may be an advantage in a general election matchup between uh, himself and, and Mr. Trump. Um, uh, but but I, I think if, if there's anyone that doesn't believe that these charges are going to be used to fuel Mr. Trump's politics, then you haven't been watching America for the last six years. I mean, he is going to mm-hmm. fundraise off of this indictment. He's going to benefit from it materially. Uh, and it may help him in Republican primary politics mm. very well. Yeah, that's the thing. Trump can still run for president, even if he is convicted. I need you to help me wrap yes. my mind around that. Yes. Uh, and frankly, he, he will need to because the money that he'll <laughs> be bringing in uh, to, uh, you know, as part of his campaign, will will we'll, he'll be able to deploy those funds uh as part of his, his um, you know, legal defense. And, and so no matter what happens, unless he's quickly convicted and, and, and put in jail for any of these, you know, uh, potential crimes, uh, Mr. Trump's running for president. Uh, and so I, I think that, that that is something that the, uh, the country is going to have to just 
you know, brace themselves for. Mm. So, uh, so we're clear, and, Professor, you're saying he's able to use campaign funds for, for legal defense? Absolutely. Wow. You know, his challengers have, have had mixed reactions to his, his federal indictment. One of them, I'm thinking of former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, who says, you know, he should end his campaign flat out. How do you think this could play out in the, in the, in the presidential race overall? I, I mean, could it hurt or even help Trump's early lead in this primary? I think, you know, Republican prime with the Republican primary voters have demonstrated over the last six months or so with the entry of Mr. DeSantis and, and this kind of second and third tier of candidates that, you know, includes Nikki Haley and Tim Scott and Mike Pence, you know, that they're pretty committed to Mr. Trump. Uh, the first indictment did not uh, reduce his numbers at all. In fact, his, his lead over DeSantis grew. Um, and so I, I think that you can expect Mr. Trump to remain the front runner for the Republican nomination uh, throughout uh, this arraignment next week. If D.A. Willis indicts him, I don't think that's going to matter uh, with his poll numbers. I do think that people like Mr. DeSantis and Mr. Hutchinson and, and others are playing a long game. They are thinking that uh, perhaps their fortunes will rise mm -hmm. if uh, Mr. Trump falls. And that is a very smart political strategy on their part. Because if he doesn't fall, they're not going to be the Republican yeah. nominee, uh, plain and simple. And what I'm also hearing you say is that this latest indictment is probably not enough to sway Trump's supporters. I, I mean, two-thirds of the Republican caucus that is currently in power in the House of Representatives voted to overturn the election. We've just watched them almost crash the global economy uh, with the debt ceiling uh, uh, increase uh, um, because they are committed to a vision uh, in which they're trying to maximize their power. Uh, and so I don't know uh, in a world in which the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Comers and the others are daily on cable news and on, you know, and media outlets, yeah. uh, weakening our institutions like the FBI, like the Department of Justice. In uh, a world in which that exists, yeah. I don't see how these indictments hurt Mr. Trump at all. Wow. Brings me back to the word we used earlier, Professor Tillery. Stunning. Stunning. Yes. <laughs> we'll leave it there. That's Northwestern political science professor Alvin Tillery. He's also the director of the university's Center for the Study of Diversity and Democracy. Professor, thank you so much for your time. Thank you.